0: Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you want to move them wrong. Take control of yourself, join
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Today we have Candice Birch, a hormone health educator and founder of Your Hormone Balance. She helps women of all ages detect hormone imbalances that wreak havoc on their quality of life, longevity, and sense of self. She teaches women how to get back in balance using natural hormone rebalancing techniques. In this episode, we're going to have an edutainment style discussion around hormone health that is fun and informative with humor and metaphors because too often hormone education is delivered in a way that's dry and overwhelming. So here we go. Welcome Candice. Thanks so much for
2: coming yes. on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk hormones and try to make <laughs> sense of them. Right. right? Absolutely, yeah. Especially with PCOS. Yeah. Especially with PCOS.
1: So tell us about your personal experience with naturally rebalancing your hormones, your daughter's hormones. Well,
2: um, I had my girls late in life. So I had, uh, my eldest, Jess, now people be able to figure out how old I am. She's (laughs) 35 at the moment. And I had her when I was 37. And then Ryan is, uh, she's 32. And I had her when I was 41. So when I hit the day, I remember the day I turned 50, Jesse got her first period. So it was kind of like very symbolic, and my poor husband, wall to wall hormones, you know, wall to wall (laughs) women, and two daughters, and everybody's having hormonal issues, and. It was just that I I had a kind of a high powered career. We were living in England, and I was a journalist at Witch Magazine, which is a lot like Consumer Reports. So, I was living on deadlines. I used to pull all nighters, and I you know to get my work done. And I was just drinking a lot of coffee, and so here I was going into perimenopause, that in between period you know, between when you're having normal periods and the end of periods and that in between time, perimenopause can last eight to 10 years. And that's when women get roller coaster symptoms. You know, they'll get mood swings and migraines and hot flashes and night sweats. And I was having a hot flash every 20 minutes and a mood swing in between. And I was just a terror. You know, if people were cold in the house, I'd say, well, put on a sweater you know, I'd be opening the windows and burning up and everybody's freezing. And I just was irritable and horrible. And I just remember one day looking at Ryan, I think she was about four then. And she just had tears in her eyes. You know, she's looking at me like, mommy, mean mommy, who, who is this person? Uh, And I, and I hear this from women all the time, that they have Jekyll and Hyde mood swings. And so my own experience was, Pretty close. So, being a health educator, I thought, okay, I got to get a handle on the hormone thing. I knew it was my hormones. I knew I was moving into menopause. But you know, depending on how much stress you have, that's why I mentioned my my late night deadlines and drinking too much coffee and having two little kids as an older mom. That can really throw you into a very bad case of transitional, you know, the the perimenopause nearing menopause time. So. I started reading and found out that there was such a thing as a hormone imbalance, which is something that not everybody realizes, you know, in fact, PCOS is one of the most common hormone imbalances, probably the most common in women under the age of 50. Mm -hmm. Women over the age of 50 can also have PCOS because they may have had it for a long time and still have it. But, you know, the idea, the concept that hormones can be out of balance is not been really approached in medicine. Most doctors will say, oh, your hormones fluctuate all the time. Why bother testing them or looking into them? And so many women still say to me, my doctor, never said to me that some of these symptoms could be a hormone imbalance, never told me there was a test to detect the particular levels. So I found that out. I got tested. I had, you know, obviously the typical thing is, you know, you're not ovulating as routinely as you, when you get into these, you know, into your forties, your late thirties, forties. We see it happening earlier and earlier, by the way, because of the abundance of stress we're living with in today's 21st century living, but, um, I just got a handle on it. You know, I, I started using all kinds of natural remedies, natural progesterone, which is very key. And we can talk about that. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it was like night and day actually. And I remember when I would take a break from, using the bioidentical hormone cream or not do things that I should be doing. My daughters were right there saying, mom, don't you think you need to be? Because they were terrified that I would revert back to scary mommy. <laughs> because I found relief and I found it on my own, I one of the things was there was a very important book that anyone moving into this phase should read. It's by Dr. John R. Lee. He put the, the whole, the whole idea of natural hormones and menopause on the map by writing a book called what your doctor may not tell you about menopause. He also wrote one called what your doctor may not tell you about pre-menopause. And I wrote to him and I said, you know, I'm a woman in menopause. I'm a health educator. I'm going crazy. I need help. Can I study with you? Can I learn from you? And he said, well, I'm retiring, but you can look up Dr. David Zava who runs a hormone testing lab in Portland, Oregon. And that's what I did. And I had a, a job within a day as the director of education <sighs> okay. at this uh-huh. at ZRT uh, hormone testing lab, which is still yeah. there. And it's one of the biggest labs in the country. Yeah. Yeah. We've so actually
1: it. taken it. Yeah, Sidak is going to take the saliva test yeah. for men. And I've taken uh, for women. Mm-hmm. It's a great you know lab yeah
0: especially labs. yeah especially it's a great way to kind of find your levels find where to improve on and then have that being done every several months to see where your progress is going
2: yeah to monitor yeah and i yeah, mean dr dr zava who's who founded zrt and we do carry uh zrt test kits he he actually was the first person he studied he's a breast cancer researcher and a biochemist and he was the first person to introduce saliva testing to the mass market to make it available to women, because usually it was used by scientists and studies of DNA. It's and it's it's the gold standard for looking at adrenal function. Right. Because you can't be, you know, you have to measure uh, your hormones, your adrenal hormones, at least four times over the course of one day. Yeah, You can't be sticking yourself with needles, which causes stress, which is then going to skew the results anyway. But he made these results available and the testing available. And in the early days, I was with him from the beginning, really. And in the early days, most of our clients were women who would write funny emails like I'm suspecting I have a hormone imbalance and, you know, they would go on about all their symptoms and that was most of our clients. And then over the years, uh, we trained providers and other, you know, the functional medicine world was opening up and exploding. And so it was all like a perfect storm to get this knowledge out there.
1: They're used yeah. so often. And I've actually, when I first started my private practice, I started having ZRT lab kits. Like I had a pile of them yeah, in my office. I remember, office. That. I remember yeah. that. And it's, yeah. it's
0: it's a really powerful tool tool as well, because before, like you were saying, a lot of women didn't know what was happening because they would they would feel like their hormones are out of balance, but they don't know where to start or what's mm-hmm. exactly happening. But when you have these really powerful tools like the zrt labs that gives you functional ranges functional which is really important specific. yeah you don't want conventional you want functional specific ranges which is going to really help you understand what's happening and really improve along the way
2: yeah i always say blame it on your hormones because you know once you i think most women that i test and i do test men as well we do test male levels and that's another you know it's really interesting Thing with men and too much estrogen um that that's can be quite an issue but um
1: well, Sidak really wants to take the yeah, test Yeah, I've been
0: dying to take it. I just, you know, the hard thing is like, I want to like wake up on a perfect day and I don't want to, because like, there, there are nights where like I I didn't get maybe- get bad sleep. I get bad sleep or maybe I woke up and like something happened in the morning that was a little stressful or maybe I just forgot to it's do gonna it. It's going
1: to skew the results. So yeah, it doesn't take the been, test at all. It's been yeah, sitting there
0: for it, weeks. For weeks, I'm, I'm waiting for the perfect day to do it.
2: <laughs> you know, actually you should do it on a typical day.
0: You're right. You're absolutely you right. Do it
2: on a typical Should day. So that, today. Yeah. So that you can see, you know, what's, you know, what what is your average day? What do yeah. your hormones look like on an average day? And in fact, yeah. when you're looking at adrenal function, you know, the cortisol stress hormones have a pattern. And even if you're, you know, if you have some stress going on that day, and there's good and bad stress, right? I mean, great career success is, is stressful, stressful birthdays, right? Christmas, whatever, you know, having a successful podcast and getting the technology working, that's all stressful <laughs> But it, nevertheless, you know, your adrenal should recover within right. that range. And so right. whatever's yeah. going on, even if you didn't sleep, let's see what your levels look like. It's, we will, it's, yeah, we're going to do it.
1: And we're going to
0: talk okay, about tomorrow, it on the podcast. Tomorrow is the day for we're sure. doing it tomorrow for sure.
1: Well,
2: so, we will have Tomorrow's yeah. the day. Well, I want to tell you that your listeners, we want to offer them a fifty dollars discount on oh. any uh, of the tests that we oh, do. Wonderful. And there's a major. There's a. We're changing up our tests on our website, but basically, you know, we provide the test results and a rebal an interpretation and a rebalancing guide. And when I was talking about Dr. Zava, he created a whole comment field. It's like his brain on the page. All the research, everything correlates. Mm-hmm what these levels mean and how they relate to the symptoms you're experiencing. And I would tell you, most people are so thrilled that there's something wrong. (laughs) If there's an imbalance, it's like, oh, thank God, there's a reason. You know, they're worried that there's not going to be anything wrong. And it's like, you know, so- so usually there is an imbalance. Speaking
1: of imbalances, earlier you had mentioned progesterone levels. And this is really something women with PCOS struggle with, low progesterone levels, right. not ovulating and so on. So when you see those results on a lab test, what is the next step? Because a lot of things affect progesterone levels. So you must be looking at other lab labs that coordinate with progesterone? And then what type of health education would you provide that patient? Because so many women out there listening right now are like struggling with ovulation.
2: Yes. And that is really what it comes down to. We have to, if we see low progesterone levels, uh, the typical test we do measures the master female hormones, estrogen and progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and then the four cortisols. It also Mm -hmm. measures a ratio between progesterone and estrogen. Tests for PCOS can include LH and FSH, the the pituitary hormones that promote ovulation and and, um, stimulation of the ovaries. But the basic tests that we do can tell you a lot. Um, And so if we see a low progesterone, we're usually seeing an estrogen in excess of progesterone. So already we're getting into estrogen dominance. Um, And that can have all kinds of problems with weight gain and um, mood swings and PMS and migraines, all kinds of problems. Um, But when I see a low progesterone in a younger person, first of all, are they on birth control? obviously birth control uh, shuts down ovulation. And for many women, there's a good, I think it's almost over 50% of women who are using birth control are not even using it for contraceptive purposes. Yeah. So they're shutting down ovulation. And the main thing here is that ovulation is when progesterone happens. The body does not, it makes progesterone upon ovulation.
0: Mm-hmm. The
2: adrenals also make some progesterone, but the adrenals actually have to have progesterone to even make cortisol. So if you're not ovulating, we got to look at why are you not ovulating? And and progesterone being low is our first clue. So is it birth control? Is it years of birth control? I've talked to women who are 52 years old and they're still on birth control Mm -hmm. because they're afraid they're going to get acne or they're afraid they're still going to get pregnant. There's so much misunderstanding around am I in menopause, am I in perimenopause? then when you when you have a lack of progesterone it and it allows hormones like testosterone to prevail mm-hmm. because progesterone is very balancing it's a very balancing hormone so if it's low we're letting these other hormones get into you know relatively speaking excessive levels it's kind of like picture a seesaw If you have one hormone that's low, the other hormone goes up. You know, all these hormones, they use all these different metaphors, like the the symphony, all the orchestra, all the instruments have to be in tune. If one is playing out of tune, the whole symphony is out of whack, right? If, or or the seesaw thing, one hormone goes up, it creates a deficiency of another hormone. So they are all very, I think of synchronized swimmers, you know, the perfect pedal formation. (laughs) If one swimmer swam off to the other side of the pool or dove down to the bottom, and splashing around, what happens to all that synchrony? So we're, we're never gonna be in perfect synchrony, but we need to be in some sort of a balance. Mm. And if a test result shows that you're terribly low in progesterone, which many people are, and if the ratio is low, meaning the proportion of progesterone to estrogen is low, even if your estrogen is within range, you're still what we call estrogen dominant and out of whack. And that's mm. why I usually see high testosterone levels or high DHEA levels both of which we refer to as androgens and you know this these are the hormones that are the culprits behind PCOS
1: yeah. yeah yeah and having low progesterone levels i'm sure you can touch on this affects you know more than ovulation a lot of women with PCOS feel you know aren't aware that ovulating is important whether or not you will have a period i mean whether or not you want to get pregnant yeah. So having enough progesterone is good for your brain health, your bone health, Absolutely. it's like a high priority mm-hmm. and we suppress it and we ignore it because of birth control and so on for years and years and years and other parts of our health deteriorate and we don't realize it. Did you hear about that sister who took ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So, taking ovastol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue.
0: So awesome. It tastes like nothing, so just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it.
1: You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order.
0: Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD.
1: Sure, hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all.
0: Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code the sisterhood one word, for 10% off.
1: Can I stop now?
0: Nope, you got 30 more seconds.
1: I should
2: mention, I was starting to talk about that birth control's the numero uno bad guy, but... Although birth control is necessary for many women, uh, but I, I find that if you're not using it for contraception and you're using it because you have acne or uh, excess facial hair or uh, abdominal obesity or uh, in mood swings, many of those symptoms being connected to PCOS, that's not a good reason to use it. Um, The other thing is we have great tracking apps now that we can track ovulation and when fertility is at its peak. So we don't really have to be using synthetic hormones that Mm -hmm. are creating hormonal havoc. But the other things about ovulation that I find are typical with women that have low progesterone and high androgens is generally... Uh, over-exercising. So a lot of people are into extreme exercise where it's all high intensity. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, I think you, Satrak, you uh, don't you specialize in exercise for yes. women? Yeah, so there's a whole problem with that because women Absolutely. get desperate about this gaining weight and not being able to lose. And they're spinning and they're doing high intensity oh, yeah. every day mm-hmm. of the week. And the body is holding on to fat. It's a stress response. The stress response goes up. The body needs more energy to the energy uh, that is required to create, you know, to keep up a very high intensity exercise program means what you've got to have more blood sugar to fuel yourself that increases insulin and insulin has a huge association with, with the development of PCOS, which we can go into. So there's that the over-exercise there's people who are on restrictive diets. And I got into a lot of trouble with uh, the vegan population one day, when I was saying vegans who don't get enough protein, I should have said vegans comma who don't get enough protein. So those who are really strictly vegan, but are not necessarily getting high nutrient, high density protein or good fats in their diet. And many people on plant-based diets will admit that their go-to is carbs. Uh Because it's so easy to just, you know, it's hard to create balanced protein balanced meals.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. everything has carbs.
2: It's so hard. And yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and often the go-to carb is not the good complex carb, it's the Mm -hmm. fast food, the fast carbs. So there's that. So there's the restrictive the restrictive diets that are lacking in protein and um, good fats. There's the over-exercise, there's the exposure to chemicals in our environment. Now, a yeah. lot of people are hip to this now, but it's it's still an issue. If I ask people that eat meat and dairy, are you aware that you need to eat hormone free? They're not always aware of that that you need to yeah. look for the label that says these animals were raised without hormones because, mm-hmm. you know, the factory farms shoot their cattle up with synthetic estrogens
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. to make
2: them grow fat faster, to put more yeah. protein, you know, to put more pounds on the on the beef and yeah. more and milk they to that the out. cow.
0: They also like give them hormones to keep them lactating all year round.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Tricking so, their body into thinking that the cow is actually pregnant all year long so that it would produce milk.
1: And then all Absolutely that milk, right. it's turned into our cheese and our yogurt. Yeah. And it goes into our lattes. And the next thing we know, we're drinking up hormones. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that which with the point you just made, just the
2: fact that they keep these animals pregnant nine months of the year, not to mention what happens to the calves that are born, that's kind of a scandal. They're kind of left to wander off in the world without a mother to take care of them because she's oh, back on the pardon. hormone machine. Yeah. But um Yeah, that cow is going to have higher levels of hormones anyway. And, you know, it's interesting. I remember testing a guy who was um, really high in estrogen and we were trying to figure out why his estrogen levels were so high. You know, this is, of course, a risk for prostate cancer and other things in Mm. men. And um, he turned out to be a a milkaholic. He, his wife said, oh, wow. he drinks milk all day. He drinks tons into glasses, one glass of milk after the other. Well, was, they weren't aware of the, how loaded with synthetic hormones milk can be. Yeah. So, um, and in that case, actually, it's interesting because the more the more estrogen that comes in through these synthetic forms can actually lower testosterone levels in a man through the action of aromatase in fat yeah. cells, uh, fat cells will actually, they have an enzyme called aromatase that will actually steal testosterone and turn it into estrogen. That's why mm-hmm. right. fat cells are really good churner out, churner outers of, of uh, estrogen and lower testosterone levels. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's, there's a lot to think about with chemicals. So it's not only in the food, it's in our makeup, you know, the campaign of the um, cosmetic safety act, Yes. Has not
1: been updated in 80 years. It's what? terrible. Yeah. I use the what's that website ewg website to make sure all of our soaps and all of our good for you impo- yeah. the thing is it's impossible it's like
0: impossible to get rid of everything I mean, yes. you can try slowly can try. at a time yeah. you know but there's always something i feel like like the couch that's scotch guard the
1: couch yes. Has yes scotch guard the there's, flooring there's has flame laminates.
2: retardant in the there's it, flame they, they found flame retardant in women's breast milk
0: oh my gosh
2: yeah, but you're right. Absolutely. We unwittingly are exposed to all this stuff, but we have to make an effort. So it starts right. with, with just, like, it's a work in progress.
1: I feel like it definitely starts with what's touching your body. Makeup, soap. The plastic loofah in the shower—that's you know on the steaming hot water rubbing against your skin—all of these things. Unpopular, yeah.
0: unpopular opinion, but maybe your nails.
1: My my <laughs> nails—it's the one thing. Just let me have my one thing. Okay, have it. I'm just. <laughs> Except there's non-toxic nail polish now. I know, and
2: I there's like non. This. There's more non-toxic. There's and nail polish remover is actually a bigger culprit than than the oh, nail acetone, polish, wow. I think. Hair dye, you know, I, I get my, I, I have to give up and let myself go gray, but I still no, get my hair colored I and I, but I use plant-based dyes. I go to oh, Aveda cool. or whoever has plant-based dyes, but it's always a trade-off, you know, yeah. you're not going to be perfect. So yeah. you're doing all these other things, right. And you're having a little nail polish. So, you know, yeah, you got to totally. follow, <laughs> follow the 80, <laughs> the 80, 20 rule. Exactly. Um,
1: I really want to like, I mean, I haven't really thought this through, but wouldn't it be nice to build a house from scratch and make sure everything is hormone friendly? Paint, floor, couch, yeah. furniture.
0: As long well, as heavy wow. metals.
2: There used to be lead and heavy in paint. Now there's lead in our lipstick. There's oh, lead huh? in lipstick. There's carbon in our eyeshadow. You know, all these things the cosmetic companies at this point don't have to reveal what's in their product. That's why when you mentioned ewg.org, Environmental Working Group, they actually have a program called Skin Deep. You can look mm-hmm. up a product and see yeah. how many toxins, how toxic it is. And we are lucky that there are choices. Beauty Counter is a company that's up on Capitol Hill lobbying mm-hmm. for safer cam- uh, cosmetic safety. Um, but Ilya's you know, strength. at this point in time, the FDA does not approve cosmetics, so using Uh, European cosmetics don't allow as many hormone, by the way, European cheeses also, and and, uh, dairy products don't have as many, they don't allow that in the EU. So
0: So, that's one way to go. The FDA doesn't actually like allow like makeups. In, in america like or is there not it's not like officially like regulated by the fda to make up
2: exactly it's not officially oh, so. regulated so there are there are substances like we know i i often see in um test results i'll see elevated levels of hormones in women who are in menopause and i'm thinking how could you possibly you're not ovulating you're you're done you're you, you're not making ovarian hormones i mean women once They get to that point in life, it's all down to the adrenals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where are you getting all this hormone? Turns out they're using a lot of anti-aging moisturizers and creams. And guess what's in them? Placental tissue. Oh placental tissue. Placental tissue is loaded with hormones. But, you know, they don't have to disclose that. And there are other things they don't have to disclose, like the fact that they have heavy metals and lipstick, although I wrote an article about, is your lipstick making you sick? But, you know, heavy metals disrupt hormone
1: function. So, so would anti-aging creams, like under eye cream, everyone tells you to wear anti-aging under eye cream. Is that
0: mm.
1: packed with hormones? Should we avoid this? It Actually, the we brand. don't. We don't
2: know because they don't have to disclose. I, I was talking to a woman who'd been using a certain product for 15 years mm-hmm. and her levels were really off the charts. They weren't normal. And she'd just been using this product forever. But, you know, at least we have what you can do is, you know, check out EWG, their Skin Deep program, go for co- products like Thrive Marketplace has has healthy um, toxin-free makeups and skin creams, and you just have to do your research because otherwise you're not going to know. Wow. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that is really an issue with P- women who have PCOS too. There are many theories about the causes of PCOS, but one of them is that, in utero, you know the, the the female embryo. We're talking about how many four to eight hundred thousand follicles are being developed in utero, and if the mother is being exposed to xeno hormones, xeno meaning foreign to our bodies, chemicals like we're talking about, unwittingly often. You know, as you said, we can't avoid all these things that can damage a young, you know, the fetus, the follicle in utero and lead to problems in a young woman that maybe don't develop for many years until she finds out she doesn't, she's not having periods or she's not ovulating Mm -hmm. or she can't get
1: pregnant. It affects the mother, the baby, and then the baby's um, eggs that will eventually ovulate when that baby is a teenager. Right, so
2: when I talk you know women with low progesterone, you know there's there's everything from did you know that there are apps you can use to track your fertility? did you know you know there are all these changes you can make to improve ovulation b vitamin B6 is hugely important to you know to uh, promote ovulation. Good fats and the proteins I mentioned are building blocks of hormones and ovulation, you can't be low in those things and expect to ovulate. So that's the first step to getting back your progesterone. Vitex is a really important herb that has been shown to jog the pituitary into creating uh, more LH, which uh, then creates a surge of progesterone. And then mm-hmm. there's bioidentical hormone cream mm-hmm. that you know, for younger women can be used in a, on a temporary basis because we, we don't, you know, younger women should be making their own progesterone. They should be ovulating, but if there's been a period where, you know, they're not also stress is another one. I, I meant to, it's, you know, a heightened period of prolonged heightened stress that is unresolved, that will certainly stop ovulation. So all of those things, um, you know, we can take steps to turn that around. And then sometimes people who aren't sleeping well or have extreme chronic stress and just aren't, you know, aren't making the right hormones, they can start with a little bit of progesterone cream, which is made from plants and made to be identical in structure and function to the hormones our own bodies make. So nothing like the synthetic stuff.
0: And that's
2: very helpful.
0: Yeah and speaking of stress I'm so glad you brought up earlier about over exercising as well as restrictive dieting because we feel especially within our experience working with PCOS women is once like you're diagnosed with PCOS it feels like you're immediately thrown into the stressful um Requirement like like doctors will tell you oh you need to just work out hard as possible to burn more calories Mm -hmm. and you need to restrict your eating so you're basically given this like uh, regime of like oh eat less work out harder which is just gonna create more stress uh, stress on the body you know yeah
1: literally told to do the wrong thing the second you're diagnosed
0: yeah in a lot of cases yeah
1: yeah. And
2: and how do you help people in that way? Do, do you have a particular mm-hmm. regimen that goes cycles sinks in with their cycles?
0: Yeah, in some ways. And especially talking about the over like we like to instead of focusing on you know the short term cutting calories and trying to lose weight with your At the gym. Instead, we'd like to focus on losing weight after the gym. You know, with your workouts, you want to focus on improving insulin sensitivity, which can be done. Yeah, which can be done through lightweight training that doesn't have to be at a fast pace. You know, this, uh, when you have more lean muscle, it improves glycogen storage. So you have more, uh, basically, your body's improving its um, insulin sensitivity. Second, When you're doing doing these workouts with a a low impact method, you're reducing the overall stress that's created on the body, the cortisol surges. Third, you're also helping to improve metabolism over time because studies have shown us that when you have more lean muscle, this also improves the metabolism in the body as Mm -hmm. well. So that's basically how we like to um, go at it in terms of like trying to recommend workouts for Uh, our PCOS sisters, you know, we like to call them slow weighted workouts.
1: Yeah. And they also help with adrenal issues because often women with PCOS have adrenal issues. So not just insulin resistance, but the slow weighted workout. So it's weighted for insulin resistance. It's slow to keep your stress hormones low while you're Mm -hmm. doing the workout. You're not Mm -hmm. running around, exhausting yourself and then feeling fatigue afterwards. So, you know,
2: I sorry, go ahead. I oh, yeah, I was you. gonna
1: pass it to you if you wanted to talk about adrenal. Well, fatigue. I was
2: just I was just thinking, um the whole insulin resistance thing is a huge connection to PCOS since yeah. you two are that's your metier. So we should, you know, mention every aspect of that. But, you know, apart from these apart from these different causes of why, women have PCOS, like what I was mentioning with, you know, are, were they exposed in utero? Have they had a junk food, you know, have they grown up in a house where they've been eating carbs? You know, a lot of women that grow up in Italian families are, have been eating nothing but a carb diet for years. And, um, and, and then people who are under in constant chronic stress. And I remember before COVID, the, the, the byword was, oh, I'm just crazy busy. Everything is, we're all just crazy busy as though that was an admirable thing to be, you know? And so there are so many connections. The thing about PCOS is that it is characterized as a, as a problem where ovulation is not dependable and is often irregular. You've got low progesterone because of that and you have high insulin. High insulin from diets that are too high in simple carbs and sugars and that have been that way for years. And then people who are, you're talking about adrenal stress, if the adrenals, which are responsible for regulating cortisol and insulin, um, you know, they make cortisol on a 24 7 basis, not a, the adrenaline is for running from a forest fire, but cortisol's job is to regulate blood sugar and insulin. It's also regulating our sleep-wake cycle and our immunities against illness. It has a huge, these little adrenal glands have a huge job to do. They have to have progesterone to make enough cortisol to do to regulate this. So women who are low in progesterone, have estrogen dominance, have all these different lifestyle behaviors we're talking about, often have low adrenals. So they'll say to me, oh, I'm so amazed that... um, You know that my adrenal levels are my cortisol levels are are low. I thought they'd be really high because I'm so stressed. But over time, the adrenals can't keep up the pace. The high demand for extreme exercise, the high demand that is put on the body when you're eating carbs and and too many sugars all the time, the the high demand with the lack of protein and it all ends up being an inflammatory situation that increases insulin. If the adrenals are underperforming because they're already taxed and over in overdrive, then we're not going to get the proper insulin re- regulation. We're going to end up with an elevated insulin, and as it turns out, elevated insulin, which is aided and abetted by the junk food diet, is what causes these um, this elevation of androgens. Mm-hmm. It's the insulin yeah. that actually causes the ovaries; it overstimulates the ovaries to produce more testosterone and DHEA. So and when you put that together with, we've got this overstimulation because the adrenals are underperforming and can't keep up the pace and you've got low progesterone so that you have no balance balancing hormone there. Then you've got this system that is really high in, in, um, androgens, um, and insulin. So you've got insulin resistance at the same time that you've got high androgens and it's yeah. just the perfect storm. And that's where you get, and I, you know, most people need to be aware of the symptoms. They're, they're, they're on birth control because they have acne and oily skin. That's a sign of PCOS. If they have excess facial hair and You know, you had this problem to lean, so I don't know which symptoms you had, but Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't realize they're edgy, aggressive, bad moods all the time. You know, this bad mood epidemic can be a PCOS thing and the insulin resistance causes weight gain around the waist and central obesity. So there are many symptoms that women need to be aware of that, you know, often are go untreated and undiagnosed because women are you know, they go to the doctor and they're saying, I have acne and I have facial hair. Oh, well, these are cosmetic problems. We'll just put you on spironolactone or Or we'll just,
1: you know, have you spend a bunch of money on laser on, you know um, what are those like fat loss machine, like cool sculpting, things like that to help, you know, instead of addressing why it it's why you have midsection weight in the first place, why your hair is growing. Yeah, the
0: hyperandrogenism that's yeah. causing facial hair or hair loss Absolutely. or the acne. It's just you know getting down to the root issue. Long term, it feels like it's harder or it takes a bit longer to right. do, but it's, it's like long term, it's the best solution yeah. in most cases. You have
1: to put in a lot of effort with investigating your own health these days. And there's so many quick yeah. fixes out there that aren't the actual solution but they're so like shiny and like you want to spend your money and just like fix it with that you know one laser treatment to fix all of the hair growth on your face but then it's a lot harder to sit down and think about all the things that are promoting hyperandrogenism and
0: yeah, but the one positive and the one thing that I think everyone should take away from this, is that it's not your fault. There is a hormonal imbalance happening. Like it's not your fault that you're gaining weight or that you're having facial hair or hair loss. Like, mm-hmm. um, of course, it's totally understandable. Like to feel down on yourself, but we're all here to help pick yourself up and feel like you can reverse those symptoms because you can. It's just about getting down to the root causes. Right.
2: Yeah. It, exactly. Getting to the root cause and knowing, you know, how do people who have grown up in a family where this is, you know, I remember watching The Sopranos and every single meal they're eating pasta. Yeah, <laughs> Always, you know, this is tradition, it's cultural norms it's, it, it's stress, it's eating on the run and not, you know, not getting it's, it's all the different diet trends that say, you know, we should do restrictive dieting of any, all kinds of sorts. And, you know, people not understanding the connection with insulin and, and PCOS or people not getting, I think most PCOS is undiagnosed, even though it's yes. this
0: huge, yes. huge true.
2: problem. So it isn't, you're right. It's not your fault. It's a hormonal issue that is hidden. These things think of it as sabotage. Uh They are a hormone imbalance that is undetected and unaddressed is absolutely sabotaging your best efforts to lose weight, to get fit, to manage your moods, to stop the migraines, to improve your memory, to increase your lean muscle mass, Mm -hmm. You know, people will say to me, I'm working out all the time and I'm not getting any lean muscle here. I'm, you know, and in fact, my belly is getting bigger. Um, I'm not sleeping. You know, there's the connection between sleep and all of these inflammatory um, results of these, you know, even sleeping, sleeping is, is not necessarily, it's not your fault that you're not sleeping. It's like, what is the perfect storm that has created this, this hypervigilance? this sense of, you know, being over alert and not able to fall asleep or to stay asleep. That's all down to the adrenals again. But if they're being taxed by, you know, extremes of exercise, of lack of food, of, you know, stress, then, so that's when people, what's great about testing is you get to see these numbers in black and white. You get to look at the graphs, you get to see, Oh, okay. Well, that's the story of my life. My yeah. levels in the morning are really low with cortisol. That's why I can't get out of bed, and now they're really high at night, which is why I can't fall asleep, and in between they're all wobbly, you know? And that's why yeah. I'm I can't take stress and stride during the day and the guy that cut me off in traffic caused me to have a meltdown. Yeah. You know? Right.
0: <laughs> it sounds right. like my life, too. I'm
1: <laughs> so excited <laughs> for this test. Wow. We yeah. can't do it tomorrow. Tomorrow we're like hanging out with friends and all relaxed. And like, it oh. needs to be on like a Monday work day. Well, you, Talene,
2: you have to test on days 19, 20, or 21 of your yes. cycle, yes. first of all, because we, we have to capture that point in the re- in your menstrual cycle right. where we're, the hormones are surging. So we're trying to get right there close to the luteal phase. So uh-huh. then you can, te- the males can test any day.
0: Okay, of
2: the, that, you know, you do have to test in the morning. And, and also if you're using any kind of testosterone boosters or muscle boosters, all of that, um, you either want to test while you're using them to see if they're creating levels that you don't want or stop and get a yeah. baseline.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm good on that end. I'm natural right now. So I'm not taking any like testosterone or steroids or anything like
2: that yeah okay (laughs) good but uh, but, uh, i don't uh, think you need to not at your age i wouldn't think that's really (laughs) yeah that's more like my husband who's now in 72 (laughs) so we had to figure out what to do with them yeah
0: yeah absolutely well awesome this was such an amazing podcast we love all the topics we covered we covered you know birth control hormone imbalances with pcos sleep so much more so thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, could you let us know and to our listeners where they can reach you if they need more help, as well as um, re-mentioning the discount code you're offering for the lab kit?
2: Um, yes, we'd love to offer $50 off using the code. Should we just use Sister CYSTER, or?
1: Sure, if that works
2: for you. Sister 50, we could say sister 50 as the code. Um, Go to our website. And great idea is to take our symptom quiz. So that's a good way to become, you know, that's the first step in knowing if you have a hormone imbalance, if the hormone imbalance you have may be linked to uh, possible PCOS. Um, I think we're doing a great service here, uh, alerting people to this very mysterious You know, PCOS can be considered mysterious there because there's so many people walking around with it and not realizing that their symptoms are that, or maybe they don't have the same. You know, everybody has different symptoms. So testing, do the do the symptom quiz, and then you can order a kit through us using that code and we will um, get a test kit to you in the mail. This is a home collection kit because especially with cortisol and adrenal function, you want to measure at the appropriate times of day. With all these hormones, you wanna measure first thing in the morning, at noon, at uh, in the evening, and at bedtime. So it's, it need, it's much easier to have a home test. You pick the right day of your yeah. cycle if you're a woman. And then we get the results to you within, it's usually seven days, a business week. And then we have a rebalancing guide that goes through each of the each of the imbalances that were identified in the testing, and the test result itself is full of information. And then we send we send you a sort of this is what showed up in your test results. These are the things that are helpful. Here are some articles to read. If someone has indications of PCOS, there's a comment there that's going to say these symptoms and these levels correlate with PCOS. If you haven't been aware of this, get a transvaginal ultrasound. Here are the natural ways to deal with it because there are so many things like, you know, uh, as cysteine and mm-hmm. omega threes and alpha lipoic acid and, that are just so helpful in bringing down insulin levels and helping mm-hmm. to create a better, you know, the exercise you're talking about, trying to get you into a place where your insulin sensitivity is improved. And where you can stop this hyper secretion of the androgens that cause PCOS, there are a million natural ways to go. One does not have right. to be put back on birth control or metformin. That is not absolutely, I mean, you yourself, Telling, cured yourself, right? Okay. Right. So you know better than anyone. And it's
1: it took really me some important. time, but I figured it out. But there's so many things out there yeah. that we can do. Like there's you, so many.
0: You were thrown birth control. You were yes. told to do this and that. Yeah.
2: Yes. it's and always the default. Yeah. And I right. forgot yeah. to give you our website. It's, yeah. it's yourhormonebalance.com. So go to the website. And we also have great information on Instagram, which is at yourhormonebalance. But on the website is where the symptom quiz is. Okay. And that's the first step. And then use the code and get tested and shed light on what's been going on. I think most people don't even know how much better they could be feeling. Right. You know, don't, don't become your symptoms. Yeah. Blame it yeah. on your hormones and get tested and then blame it on your hormones. Really, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope to have you on my podcast, too. We will so to. we can carry on the conversation. But yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, awesome.
0: absolutely. and thank you so much for detailing all the way you the, all the details within your program. And for any, anyone interested, we're going to put all that information, the link in the description of the podcast. So you can go there to find the uh, website as well as the lab kits. So again, thank you so much, Candace, for joining us. And we can't wait till we go on your podcast either.
1: Thank you. Yeah. All right. Super. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.